Okay, it's uh, Corey Nestroff here with Nest Advisory Services for uh, Thursday, September 23rd. Um, so changes from last week. Uh, I did obviously recommend that we sell everything. Now I believe we should sell 100% of our canola. Um, the reason I'm saying that is, well, number one, you look at the market, it is saying sell it now. Um, the market's at an inverse. It's saying I need it now. I don't need it in May. Um, so the market isn't paying you to carry it. Uh, I was convinced that somebody was going to, you know, hold on to these futures and take delivery of them. ADM took their basis from 10 under to 15 under. Uh, so it tells me they don't need to take delivery of futures because why would you take it to Peace River and haul it all the way down there? Um, some of these yields are coming in better than I expected, and that 18 bushel an acre yield might be wrong. I started trading grain in 2002. That was the last time we had a major drought. Uh, canola was $8 a bushel off the combine. Everyone was holding for 10 and 12. By the time July rolled around, we had realized we have way too much canola compared to what Stats Canada said. And we had destroyed all the demand, just destroyed it. I couldn't back the bid off fast enough. I just came in every morning and I was getting run over. Um, when we destroy demand, it takes a long time to get that demand back. If you recall, it was a long time before you ever saw a zero basis again. Um, we are the last place the world is coming for. Right now, the only thing keeping your canola going is the crush plants with renewable diesel. You've seen my notes. I believe we're on a cliff about the collapse. And if we do, um, oil demand is going to get crushed and renewable diesel is going to be the first thing to go. Um, these refineries are going to be asking for mandates and everything. And they don't have much power left in the US right now. They're getting run over by inflation and everything else. And putting renewable diesel into your vehicle results in massive, massive inflation. The mandates are making the consumer pay for everyone else's gain. So for me, when I'm looking at canola right now, it's $20 a bushel, um, I'm out. Uh, if I think there's opportunities afterwards to sell or buy or sell back, great. Um, but you know, even canola, you look at it today, you know, it, uh, it's, it's been all over the place. It's been very choppy. Um, so you're at 8.73. Like I said, I, I said I was out a long time, time ago and I'm out. Uh, wheat, I got no guys that are selling 11.50 wheat today. And why would you? I mean, there's some guys that yielded 50 bushels an acre. Um, still something that I've talked to very prominent people in the US and they said, no, this is one thing you probably should hold even if the market crashes. Uh, people will still buy this wheat. And it's very, very tight today. And you've got places like Russia that have an export tax on. That's just like cash in the bin. They restrict who they sell to and who they don't want to sell to. Kazakhstan has banned wheat and flour exports. What's particularly important is that the flour goes to Pakistan and Afghanistan. They don't have wheat mills there. So even if they can buy wheat, it doesn't help them. So that's the only reason I'm willing to stay there. But that being said, I always said, you're a, it's your farm. This is my pretend farm. Uh, you do what you believe you need to do. Durham, I think $22 is not coming back. Um, my reasons is that Algeria is the biggest buyer out there and they just covered and they covered a lot of Mexican Durham with a little bit out of Canada. Um, so 
the other thing is I showed you guys, you can make pasta out of 525 GMO corn. You can make anything out of corn and soybeans. They figured it all out today. So it's tough to get really bullish when you got a ginormous corn crop coming off in the US and they're having a hard time moving it. I mean, New Orleans pork is still struggling to get through and they can't move it anywhere. So that's, you know, that's, that's my feeling there. Uh, getting over to barley, same thing. I mean, the Hutterites went out and aggressively bought barley. They weren't dumb. They bought barley off the combine and they're covered. And now they got cheap corn coming in November. And so do all the feedlots. And guess what? With these port issues and stuff, these you know buyers are going to look wherever they can to sell this. And we can bring all the corn we want into Canada. We got 100 car trains of the spots that can unload grain. They got nothing to do. They're going to bring in corn all day long. That being said, take a look at it. Check for your malt quality. Yeah, your protein is going to be high. But at the end of the day, they do need to buy malt. And, you know, there's 950 barley out there right now. Um, so you might have to hold it until they can figure it out, but it might be worth it. So something to consider. But if you're looking to sell it for feed, get rid of it. 750 and that, get out. Um, that, that's my opinion there. Um, yellow peas, you already knew my thing. If you got 16 to 17, get out. The only thing that buys this is dogs and hogs. And, um, you know, the dogs are covered. And as for all these other, you know, so-called, you know, plant-based stuff, they're feeding people soybeans. Do the math. We got 100 million acres of soybeans at 50 bushels an acre, 45% protein. And that's exactly how the food industry is set up. They're not going to buy $17 peas at 25% protein. The non-GMO people are just not going to pay that. It's all a scam anyways. Your, your pulse councils have sold you out. They are sitting there pretending it's peas and lentils and they're dumping money into these plants while they're giving you no varieties. How people allow that to happen is beyond me, but honestly, don't care. I don't have the energy for that. Flax, that's in everything. You can see that. That being said, you don't know how much and they can adjust it. Uh, so when I'm seeing stuff that's basically 39 bushels, $39 a bushel, I'm out. Canary seed, 55. I'll let my bird die before I, mind you, they probably spend $6 a pound on it anyway. So whatever, but nonetheless, you can't get a container to Europe today. So once Mexico is covered with rail cars, that business is gone. Um, oats, honestly, how much higher can they really go? You know, think about it. That's, that's high. Uh, oat milk, I don't even know how an oat milk works. I know how a cow milk works, but I have no idea how an oat milk works. Um, there's a limit to what people can pay. Food inflation is real. Um, back to the containers. It's getting worse by the day. They're still shutting down ports in China because two people have COVID. It's brutal. There is lineups like you wouldn't believe. The shelves are about to go empty, whether people believe it or not. It's going to happen. Inflation is rampant. That bank they need to bail out in China Guess how they bail it out? They print money. The Chinese have printed more money than the Americans have since March. Put that in perspective. People think the Chinese own American debt. That's just part of their portfolio. But guess what? Their entire economy was built on cheap debt. 
The government of China may not have debt, but every municipal area, every private company does, and it's ready to burst. There's a lot of underlying problems in this economy that's been propped up entirely by cheap government money. They have already signaled they're going to raise interest rates in the US. They have a debt ceiling to raise. If they raise it, then Obama gets to spend all the money he wants on fancy pants stuff. Well, guess what that's going to do to inflation? If they don't, they default. Guess what that's going to do to the stock market? So to me, we are sitting on a cliff. And I sold all my investments. I had them in cash. Could care less what happens to inflation because I believe there's going to be amazing opportunities going forward. Take your cash and look for opportunities because there's going to be a lot this year, right? Um, the other thing is I've connected you guys with Richard Wiseman. He's got an 85% win rate right now. People retire on that. They retire on that. If you really want to play the market, because that's what you're doing, if you leave your grain in your bin, go play it with him. He plays in corn and soybeans and treasury bills and hogs, stuff that you can get in and out of easy. And he can make you money. So again, like I said, you are a master of your own destiny. Your decisions have consequences. My decision might be that I've made all of this. Now, I may look like an idiot two months from now, and nobody's going to buy my program. But I feel confident based on what I know and based on the people that I know that I have done good for you guys. Um, you know, not a lot to do now, you know, given that I said I've sold out. I'm looking at new crop opportunities, but I'll tell you, I will not recommend you sell anything because we had this disaster last year, we could have it again. I mean, droughts don't last one year in Canada. So uh, managing your risk is very, very important. Uh, we've got a grain system that can take away an all-time record crop with no issues. 2020 was the same size as 2013. Nobody noticed it. And the investment is still coming into Canada. We didn't even see what it was like to have a second brand new terminal in Vancouver last year. Now we have it. Um, we have big money wanting to come into Canada. Uh, I'm working with Columbia Grain. There's a reason why they want into Canada. Um, some of these guys are going to have a hard time surviving this. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. When there's no grain to handle, there's no money to be made. And they're probably on the wrong side of the positions and lost a lot of money anyways. So you can't get a container. Well, guess what? Can't make money. We have a very specialized crop this year that needs containers. We can't get them. Now, if you're a grain company and, oh, geez, you know, uh, India wants 30,000 tons of uh, lentils. You, are you going to just go and sell that today? I wouldn't. For me, I would go and sit and wait till I own it. And then I try to sell that. Of course, there's a risk that I own it and also the market drops out. So everyone's trying to manage their risk accordingly this year. And, and that's all I'm looking to do. So um, hope this is helpful for you guys. Hope you you take a listen to it. It's easier to listen to stuff than, than read stuff I know. So uh, you you know my number, give me a call and, and uh, you know my opinion, right? So um, hope harvest is wrapped up and hope everyone has a great day.